Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, in this episode, I catch up with Kimber Booth, who has a mission to help create 100 new pharmacy positions this next year with her motto of pharmacy can do more with more. Hope you like the episode. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that my book is now available on Amazon. Go check out how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding, and impacting pharmacy. It's a great book dedicated to women in pharmacy leadership. Right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Dr. Kimber Booth, who is a PharmD MHA, and she's a pharmacist, healthcare leader, and entrepreneur with over 15 years experience in health systems and 10 years experience in the pharmaceutical industry. She's the founder and CEO of the Kimber Booth Group, where she provides coaching, consulting, and courses on strategic pharmacy leadership and career development. She calls herself a connector and a pharmovator and is creator of the program Pharmovation, a course and system to accelerate your pharmacy career, advocate for resources, and advance pharmacy practice. She's a graduate of the University of Connecticut School of Pharmacy and Medical University of South Carolina College of Pharmacy, uh, University of Phoenix Master's in Health Administration, and completed her residency training at Virginia Commonwealth University Medical College of Virginia Hospitals. Uh, She's previously had experience with several health systems, and uh, Kimber We are excited to have you here. Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. It's an honor to be here and talk to you and your audience. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure. Well, I'll start with my um, personal life. I definitely do believe in uh, a work-life integration. I am been um, married for 12 years. We have three kids. I have a, a nine-year-old and twin uh, seven-year-olds. Uh, they are actually doing virtual homeschool uh, these days. <laughs> um, so I do have um, a, a babysitter teacher. Uh, she's actually in school coming to help with them. Um, and so that's just worked out well for us during this um, COVID period. Uh, mm-hmm. And my, we recently relocated to Cincinnati, Ohio. And when I say recently, it was three years ago now. Um, I'm from the Northeast, uh, but really enjoying our time here in Cincinnati. It was my husband's job that brought us here, but it's opened up a lot of opportunities um, for me. And I um, have been on this great journey of my career, uh, just really enjoying pharmacy practice and, you know, excited for the future. I know there are definitely challenges in our profession these days, uh, but I was really drawn to um, help reach my mission and motto, which is uh, pharmacy can do more with more. And I I really do think we can increase the demand for for pharmacists and pharmacy technicians because I just think we are underutilized. Um, so it's my goal um, 
in 2021 to help create 100 new pharmacy positions. Um, this year, my goal was to create um, 20 uh, positions, and I think um, well on track right now to uh, reach 80 um, positions in uh, this year of 2020. So uh, that's just definitely my goal. And what I'm really passionate about is, is increasing the demand and serving the needs of our patients to really solve the, the quadruple aim. Awesome. Well, Kimber, um, I can only empathize with all of the, the parents, working parents who are doing homeschooling right now. Um, I am sure that is quite an adventure and probably enlisting the help of uh, some college students or high school students to help a little bit here and there is probably a really wise move. Um, now let's, let's kind of jump into your motto and tell me, so who, what kind of positions are you creating? Are you help like, yeah, just what positions are they and, and how did you, how do you do this? Sure. Well, you know, definitely I, most of my work is within a health system. So, uh, I didn't really mention too much about my career path, but you know, most of, uh, you, you heard some of that, but uh, while I did spend 10 years in pharma, most of my work has been in health systems. So um, I'm either through my consulting work, directly writing business plans, strategic business plans to justify new roles and resources. Uh, I also support people doing that through my course courses or through coaching other people to do that for themselves. Uh, so with these strategic business plans, the, the services that we can provide, you know, because the needs are really uh, almost limitless when you think about all of the unmet medical needs for um, people in the United States. We have helped to justify positions from the acute care side. When you think about even, you know, starting an emergency department, um, acute care positions to transitions of care um, positions to even operations positions, making sure we're covering things like diversion. Uh, as well as, of course, ambulatory, huge growth in ambulatory clinic, you know, integrated pharmacy services uh, to outpatient and specialty pharmacy integrated services. So it really ranges uh, from the different roles and resources. Um, and really, it's just up to our, our imagination and innovation to see how we can collaborate with others uh, to meet those unmet needs. I also do try to advocate for the resources. So I often say I advocate for roles and resources because many times we, we do need the positions, but we also need the tools, uh, making sure we have the, the best technology that will allow us to be efficient. Um, so appropriate investment and in innovation um, technology is an important part of uh, us doing more with more. Awesome. Okay. So maybe tell us a little bit more about your background in health systems and then we could, could kind of jump into, um, are you, who are your clients? Like how, how are you working to get these positions approved? Is it, um, cause we all know that, you know, um, pharmacists are, are very busy, whether they're working in the community setting and 
filling prescriptions and counseling patients and then trying to add on, you know, vaccinations or other administrative work or they're in the hospital setting and you're doing all of the, the different components there or, you know, you're an administrator and you just don't have the time to create a business plan. Yes. Um, and, and that's such a big challenge. So are you able to come in and um, say, Hey, I, you know, such and such hospital, you guys don't have a transitions of care pharmacist. Let me get some of your data. This is what we've done at, at XYZ hospital. I can help you put together a plan and get it approved by, um, senior leadership so that we can get another pharmacist FTE added. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my experience, I've definitely been in a variety of those roles from, um, you know, the frontline clinical pharmacist. Um, early on in my career, I did help to justify a partner position for me. Uh, back then, I covered the cardiothoracic ICU and the cardiac ICUs and the floors. And I helped to justify another position that allowed us to have two cardiology pharmacists. Uh, and then, you know, through my different leadership roles, most recently being a system director of pharmacy, this has definitely been my passion. But, you know, I know what it's like to be a busy uh, leader uh, at a variety of levels within our organization. So, yeah, definitely through my consulting work, that's definitely where I come in. And of course, the term consulting gets used differently in pharmacy. Uh, of course, we, we typically think of maybe long-term care consultants. This is more of a business consultant relationship where under a contract, I can help and be those extra hands to help write those plans um, and even sometimes to actually help implement them as well, you know, get them through the process. I, I call it my journey to justify resources. And it it really starts with the strategic plan. You know, what what does that organization want or, you know, need? Um, and then if that plan, you can't, you can, you have three choices when it comes to um, resourcing uh, a new idea. And that is, you know, you can use your existing capacity if you have it. Um, you can reallocate resources or you can justify those new resources. Um, and so then, so moving through that process of strategic planning, I definitely help do strategic retreats to help identify the most important priorities. Um, and then we do an analysis of their FTEs to see if there is capacity or what I usually find is we're already working short, right? We're trying to do more with less. And so sometimes we have to just make sure we're right-sized. Then we write the strategic business plan, identifying the sources of ROI and then bring it through approval. And many times I'm doing that work, but I'm also, you know, teaching as I go and helping to support the team members so that they know this better. We just don't learn this much in pharmacy school. And I've had the, the ability and fortune through, I've been very passionate about this. So I've trained and studied this topic and also had some experience in the pharma industry, you know, seeing, you know, strategic planning um, at a different level. This really helped me um, to do these kind of bold business plans. Yeah, I mean, I would just echo that, that um, that there is so much of a focus on clinical in our education. And, um, you know, that is first and foremost, you know, we want to be the clinical experts about everything rega regarding medication use. But um, pharmacists also have to be able to 
explain the value and, you know, attach dollars to things and um, be able to, to relate those clinical uh, implemented services into the bigger healthcare picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is why, you know, I went back and, and got my MBA last year. And so you went down the route of an MHA. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, um, tell us a little bit more about what the MHA is and why you pursued that. Sure. Excuse me. That was definitely an important decision. Uh, I think any advanced degree is just a good decision. So anytime I'm mentoring somebody or talking to them, you know, which masters, you know, I, um, I'm not sure that you can make a wrong decision with that. Uh, back when I did decide to do that, the reason I chose to do the master's in health administration was, you know, I pretty much knew that I was always going to work in healthcare. And so this gave me a chance to have some more, um, it definitely had MBA uh, classes, but then there were also more focused um, healthcare classes like pharmacoeconomics and um, health outcomes work um, was the topics. Um, Now, (laughs) interestingly, right now, I think there's so many opportunities between uh, MBAs with with a focus in healthcare. There's master's in pharmacy leadership. I'm actually on the board for the University of Cincinnati's Master of Pharmacy Leadership, and I'm on faculty with them. So there's all sorts of different opportunities. So I don't think you can make too much of a wrong decision. For me, the key is just doing it. Investing in yourself to do a master's is um, well worth that investment of your time because it will pay off in your growth. I mean, I completely agree. And I think it's important, too, that it doesn't matter. And, you know, it may not be right after school or during school. I applaud the students who get it all done at once. But, um, yeah, I went back, you know, after 10 years and, and it's all about finding a program that fits you too. Um, you know, whether it's online or in person or, um, the duration and, and all of those different things to consider are all important, um, as well. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up. I have to, you know, I originally did start my master's, um, in, in Connecticut, where I was living at the time, at, at, at a local, you know, university, um, at Quinnipiac University, but then I moved to Florida to be near my dad, and I started working in pharma and traveling, and so I no longer could do an on-campus program, like it just wouldn't work for me, so that's why I switched to an online program. And what was cool about that was there was even international students in it. So, so there's pros and cons of, of different ones, and I. I was happy to have you know, both experiences um, to do that. Absolutely. Um, well, Kimber, so yeah, you've you've done the the hospital route, pharma. What made you decide to create your own consulting and coaching group? Sure. Well, and really, I started my business, you know, six years ago, and I was working with a coach back then, and. Just, I was always interested in being an entrepreneur, uh, although my definite goal was to become a director of pharmacy. That was definitely kind of what I saw myself as. But I had all these business ideas coming to me. And I learned about these um, kind of thought leader or expert where you really can help other people uh, through coaching and consulting and courses to share. And I had a lot of people coming to me for advice on careers, um, 
people would talk to me about strategic planning and project management. So I really, back then when I was working with my own coach, you know, really looked at, you know, what am I good at? What do I, what am I passionate about? What do I just like to do? What do I like to read about? You know, and pulling those um, passions of mine together with this goal of helping others. That's why I decided to pursue this. And it was really three years ago um, when I went to the Metapreneurs Conference where I decided, you know, that really I want to focus more on pharmacy and share the successes that I had had by creating these positions. Um, At at that time, I had helped to create, you know, positions um, at two different health systems that I had worked for. uh, And now, again, over these last three years, I've helped to create, um, or four years now, over 200 positions in health systems. So I really decided that I wanted to focus on that. And it was still a long-term goal, you know, that it would be a side hustle as a lot of people talk about, you know, I was doing some work on the side. I created my course I called Pharmavation, as you heard, for people to take that and learn. Um, but then I wanted to do more. And I started working with some other, you know, entrepreneurs. You know, it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people. And I just got encouragement and support from them. And so it was about a year ago uh, that I made the transition um, to leave my system director pharmacy position um, to become a full-time entrepreneur. And it was, it was twofold. It was really twofold that, you know, caused me to make the leap uh, to leave. And it was, you know, definitely my um, desire to, you know, help um, more people and, and have a, a bigger impact um, more than that I could do just in my own health system. And secondly, I did feel this pull of the current environment for our profession. You know, there's definitely um, an undertow of negativity around reimbursement and challenges. And I just wanted to be a force of positivity of bold innovation to kind of have a movement to to really, you know, my opinion, like I said, is that we can do more with more and we are underutilized. So I really just wanted to take this opportunity. And I felt that, you know, if I didn't do this now, I would kind of miss a window of opportunity to have a positive impact on our profession. So, you know, those two things that really caused me to do it um, all at once. And it's been fantastic because I've still been able to work with hospitals and health systems, with pharmacists, even help manage um, some of the surge plans during the, the pandemic. But I've also had a bigger impact on helping to create more strategic um, plans that have added more positions than I could have done if I was working in a single health system. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um Great way to, to put that and and to to show how you're making an impact, um, and and many systems. Um, so w- one of my so now that I'm a new mom, I feel drawn to like as we're hearing a few some some of your kids in the background. How have you made it work? with being an entrepreneur, being a pharmacy leader and managing home life. And I like how you, you phrased it. And I've heard this from another, um, colleague was integration, not necessarily just balanced, but what's your take on, on that? 
You know, and that is definitely what I like to say. You know, I know people don't like to talk about work-life balance because um, it is truly hard. Um, so when I think about work-life integration, I, I, I do think of my life in four quadrants. And I think about, you know, making sure I'm spending time on myself, making sure I'm spending time with family and friends, um, making sure I am spending time on my career and developing that. And then my fourth area is community. So that's how I like to keep it simple you know, for me to think about um, balance, um, but that integration uh, of my time and that knowing that, you know, sometimes I'm going to be out of balance and, and that's okay when I'm doing certain things. But, you know, knowing that I'm going to take, you know, 10 days off at Christmas um, and making sure I prioritize um, that time or making sure every night I am putting the kids to bed, reading to them, uh, those are, you know, priority priorities for me to ensure I'm having that kind of integration, even though it's not a perfect balance by any means. Absolutely. Well, that is some good advice. And speaking of advice, one of my favorite questions to ask all of our guests is what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Sure. Well, you know, I think about my younger self, I I feel like I've been lucky uh, that I had a lot of great mentors who set me on a good path with getting involved early on in pharmacy. Um, so, but what I would tell others, you know, coming out is, you know, just where, where I've seen, you know, success and where I see a need for pharmacy is to be bold, uh, innovative and accountable. Um, please, you know, we are the medication experts and we need to take that leadership role and it will be welcomed uh, if we take on that accountable, um, bold, innovative leadership uh, and definitely own your own career and be involved. So um, know that you are in charge of your yourself and you may or may not have good managers that are supporting you, but it is it is up to you. Um, and be involved. The be involved part is be involved with our profession. We need people to be involved at the state uh, and national levels to ensure we are advancing um, practice. So I know that's multiple pieces of advice there uh, that I want to share um, with people to, to please consider um, as you're starting your career in pharmacy. Well, be bold, be innovative, and be accountable. Um, Kimber, thank you for sharing. And where can people find you if they want to take a course or uh, maybe they they can't, they don't have the time to create a, a business plan to support a pharmacist, but they can they can contract out um, to get to get some help like from you and helping to kind of build that out or do some strategic planning? What are some ways that they can find and, and connect with what you have to offer? Absolutely. Um, well, definitely my website, which is uh, KimberBooth.com and that's Booth with an E uh, at the end um, is a great place. They can sign up for my um, emails um, or um, obtain a personal development plan or, or see the different programs I offer. Um, I'm also definitely do like LinkedIn lives. So if they want to go please to my LinkedIn.com uh, Kimber Booth um, 
that is another place to connect with me. Uh, but it's probably easiest um, to go to my website and sign up for my email. That way I can be in regular communication. They can also sign up for an exploration call on the contact page if they want to chat about how I can help support them. Awesome. Well, Kimber, thanks so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. Take care. about pharmacists in leadership, be sure to check out my new book now available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon. Go over to Amazon and search for how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding and impacting pharmacy. And I hope you check it out. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe rate and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 